You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Wednesday, November 29th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about a damning report, which claims a major gig economy union had a culture of abuse and toxicity. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. A trade union that won a landmark case against Uber in the UK Supreme Court had a culture of abuse and toxicity, with an internal power struggle threatening to paralyze its operations, according to a damning independent report obtained by Wired. The report into the App Drivers and Couriers Union, or ADCU, which was commissioned by the union itself last summer and conducted by a leading UK barrister, also identified incidents of racial abuse and Islamophobia, mistreatment of staff, and evidence that senior figures within the union created well-paid jobs which they subsequently appointed themselves into. James Farrar, the union's leader and general secretary, resigned when the report was finalized last week. In his resignation, which he shared with Wired, Farrar acknowledged his part in the problems at the union, but said that its future has never looked brighter, adding that it was time to make way for new leaders, fresh ideas, and different ways of doing things. Farrar declined to comment on the report's findings on the record. Yassine Aslam, who left his role as president in July, around the time of union elections, says he has now lost his membership following the release of the report, meaning the union is currently without either of its founders and leaders. The ADCU is best known for its pioneering work in the gig economy in the UK. It currently represents more than 7,500 gig economy workers across the country. In February 2021, it won a landmark labor law case against Uber in the UK's Supreme Court. The investigation and subsequent 77-page report was completed by Karen Monahan, a barrister. It included 26 recommendations for the union, including a full review of employee terms and conditions, a ban on National Executive Committee members being employed in other jobs by the union, and that the union take more steps to support female drivers. Monahan previously conducted a report into the internal culture of the UK's GMB trade union, finding that the organization was institutionally sexist and that bullying, misogyny, cronyism, and sexual harassment were endemic. Abdurzak Hadi, the ADCU's London chair, told Wired on behalf of the union that its ruling National Executive Committee, or NEC, was committed to implementing the recommendations in full and that union leadership would now be consulting its members on the report's findings. 
The report also found evidence of a breakdown in relations between founders Farrar and Aslam and their respective supporters, and pointed to a toxic power struggle within the union between Farrar, Aslam, and their respective supporters. It stressed that the pair should be commended for their work and for long hours, usually without pay, to support gig economy workers, but it argued that they had come to think of themselves as having ownership over ADCU. The union was also criticized for a high turnover of staff that the report attributed to a general lack of concern for employees. Between the fall of 2022 and July 2023, during his tenure as union president and general manager, Aslam was accused of creating an oppressive working environment for ADCU staff who, the report claims, were treated poorly and undervalued by the union leadership as a whole. That included terms and conditions that, according to the report, offered only the legal minimums for sick or holiday leave and a stipulation that required employees to notify the ADCU within 30 minutes of the start of their shift if they were ill or unable to work, and to do so again each working day thereafter unless told otherwise. A 30-minute requirement is oppressive and, in some cases, will be impossible to satisfy the report found. The report went on to claim that the benefits the staff receive are particularly ungenerous when compared to the salaries enjoyed by the union's leadership. The report accused the NEC of creating jobs for its own members even when there were conflicts of interest and allegedly agreeing to arbitrary salaries for those roles without any proper objective assessments of what the jobs are worth. Monaghan stressed that she did not find any dishonesty or deliberate malpractice from union leaders and believed that such decisions were made as NEC members had no experience in introducing structures in a relatively new organization. Some members of the union spoken to as part of the investigation raised concerns about racism and Islamophobia within the union, whose membership largely comes from minority ethnic backgrounds. It also expressed concerns about a lack of support for female drivers and claimed the often aggressive internal culture of ADCU can put many women off from becoming involved in the union. The divide between Aslam, Farrar, and their respective supporters led to a culture of abuse and toxicity, the report claims, with prominent members subjected to hundreds of abusive messages and often direct threats. These were largely directed at Farrar, as well as Aslam and other leaders, albeit to a much lesser extent, the report found. The report also criticized the lack of proper rules and oversight at the union, including the absence of functional complaint or disciplinary processes. Failures were often attributed to a lack of training and experience among the union's leadership, the report found. There were also questions over whether Aslam and Farrar were even eligible to be members of the union, let alone its leaders, as ADCU rules stipulated that all members had to be drivers. Both Aslam and Farrar stopped driving for Uber between 2015 and 2016, and neither of them intended to return to that work, the report concluded. The report also criticized Farrar for taking on a full-time role at the charity The Workers' Information Exchange while still serving as the ADCU's general secretary, essentially meaning he was serving as an unpaid, part-time leader of a union representing thousands of workers while also working full-time for another organization. The union's rulebook states that the general secretary is expected to devote themselves full-time to this important role. Some members from across the union who spoke to Wired anonymously criticized the conclusions of the report, which they claim, among other things, didn't adequately address issues like the scale of harassment, abuse, and threats faced by union leaders. 
In a statement to Wired, Aslam said that as the union grew, it became apparent that the very organization created to champion our cause was grappling with internal challenges. He added that the union's membership deserved better and said the union's NEC was now responsible for implementing the recommendations of the report. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, a new type of geothermal power plant just made the internet a little greener. Checking in on Wired Science, Dr. Sabrina Gonzalez-Pastersky will change how you think about space. And on Wired Security, running Signal will soon cost $50 million a year. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.